Hey, do you know what uh, day it is? Do I know what day it is? Possibly. Can you give me a prompt or a hint? Um. Yeah, it's uh, Wednesday, May seventeenth. Oh, well, yeah, I do know it's Wednesday, May seventeenth. Absolutely, hundred percent. Sorry, I didn't mean to get so tricky first thing in the morning. Well, it's early. I uh. Yeah, yeah, and uncontrollably. So it's uh, that's what happens. It's a bird neck there before the sun even comes up. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. And I, you probably, and maybe because I, I guess we're we're wired in a similar way. I just feel like there's something magical about you know whether it's just about any. I mean, preferably things that are you know mostly enjoyable. But whether you're getting you're driving to set, or you know, I'm a I'm a big. Uh, collector of uh uh kilometers you know and to just be out there five o'clock six or if you just can't sleep just whatever time in the middle of the night but just to be out there but especially in the morning like four thirty, five o'clock or you know when it's not the sun is not yet began to creep up from the east right um and just just a magical feeling of like just this the idea you know, because I'm an easy mark for optimism and magic. Uh, just the, the the energy of of in a positive way, of course. What what adventures and treasure and journeys and great new connections and conversations and ideas that the new day may hold. So, but again, I'm an easy mark. So it's for stuff like that. So it's it's not saying much. But, yeah, are you are you one of the other night person or morning person? Oh, well, I guess maybe that was kind of what had spurred my initial thought about it was when you mentioned about this early was I know back and I used to hate it for a while, but then I kind of took pride in it because it seemed like if it was easy, other people couldn't do it. But but just the idea of uh, and I'll get around to specifically answering your question, but I feel like it's an encompassing multifaceted answer. But just the magic of, you know, when you're hustling and you're busy. And I guess it'd be different if I had like kids or whatever, but I don't, so I have no idea. But it's the idea of like waking up and it's dark, you go out and have this whole adventure, and then when you get home, it's dark again. Um, I used to totally be a night person, but I just, um, you know, and, you know, back in the day and, you know, all the, you know, closing down all the bars, you know, that we didn't get thrown out of and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and, but for, me now where I am, like for the last 25 years, I was very, most of the last 25 years, I was very, you know, like nightlife, you know, early party, pre-party, party, after party, second after party, third, third private after party, you know what I mean? And, um, and now I just, I just find, uh, just, I don't know if just getting older or where I am in life or whatnot, but that I, have become a finger quotes night person, but it's the nighttime before the day versus the nighttime after the day. Right. Right. If so that, it, we'll, we'll just know, call short, that short what, story long, we'll call that what every other person on the planet calls it. And that'd be a morning person. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I'm both, man. I mean, they're they're both great energies. You hit that 2 a.m. stride if you're writing or creative or uh, even playing video games, just whatever. There's that certain energy that goes when everybody's asleep and uh, you know every the world's resting and it's just mm-hmm. peaceful. But then in the morning, uh, it's you you you're not tired. You're while you're energized at night, you know, you're about to crash in the morning. Uh, it is that promise of the day that, that, that energy of, of, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I used to run screw machines at a factory kind of place. And sometimes I'd get off at four in the morning and then we'd come to my house, play video games until the sun came up and, shoot basketball and and that was just bliss i loved it the whole world was out of your way and uh but at night that's wonderful too i I like both i love them both equally it annoys well and you know it's a hundred percent and you know it definitely Because of, you know, I mean, you know, seasonally and how we're affected by seasons, but also just the kind of the when things happen, obviously, you know, it's geared a lot around seasons and then it's, you know, lighter, lighter daytime. But uh, I had a really good thought that just slipped out of my brain. But, but yeah, I just think there's, there's, you can find magic just about anywhere you look. And I think it's, you know, again, like you said, there's great. magical moments at night and then in the morning. But I also feel like if I don't get an early start, I just feel like I'm not going to accomplish the amount of things I want to accomplish during the day. And, you know, and then trying to power through, through the, um, like last night was, I thought we had an amazing time last night and, and it was just a great time for sharing. And yeah, well, and a lot of our friends who, have have started coming who are you could plausibly see how they have been around something so long that they they might have layers of being jaded to them and i see them developing a new excitement and a almost a childlike wonderment and passion that 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 maybe had been dormant for a long time so that was that's it's it's hard to stay tired because that automatically i feel like that energy is contagious it is and it's uh, a great time in the fact, uh, like you said, uh, this isn't time to make the donuts for them, and, uh, and that's refreshing, you know. Hundred percent. I was. I. I. It was nice to see. Uh, you know, to see folks. I feel like, obviously, you know, we we try to have. Uh, I don't call them systems in place, but they are systems in place to try to help people feel motivated and empowered and, and to kind of break into new areas and develop new skill sets. And uh, I think last night was really, really good for that and getting people to maybe engage in different techniques with whether it's behind the camera, in front of the camera uh, and technical aspects. 
that maybe they hadn't delved into as much before. It might have been their first time ever doing it. So it was, and to for folks to be able to, <clears throat> you know, if they've never been on set or never been on a larger scale uh, thing, to understand that most of what you do is just sitting on your ass trying to, you know, playing cards or just talking to people. And then a lot of the magic of, you know, it's amazing to create things and, and create beauty and art, but so much of it is just relationships and getting along with people and, and, and having a, a sense of community. Yeah. So I'm happy that we can help. They're going to learn that uh, holding the boom pole is not just standing still, though that is vital. Uh, being able to stand still doesn't seem like a talent, but evidently it is. There's more to it than that, but uh, and you know and what happened last night is something I've had in mind for a while now, and last night was the first time I'm like, man, let's just go out to eat. Let's just, you know, I kind of got lost in the uh, repetition. So that was wonderful, you know that the group came together and we were inspired from another direction. And I never intended for me to be the only source of ideas or direction. But, uh, you know, my name's on the lease, so people look towards the leaseholder in that regard. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, I think you do a good job of... of I feel like you're the you're the um you're the entity that maybe facilitates. I mean, I try to redirect things if you know somebody's kind of going a certain way, but but as but part part of that and that is a good that is a good phrase. Sorry, there's a party outside apparently at this early in the morning. Um uh but just like you know, the 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 that it is you know, the leaseholder. I mean, that's that's a really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna start using that in, in uh, uh, presentations. That uh, just the responsibility of just keeping, you know, like keeping the trains on time. Yep. You know what I mean, and just helping to facilitate uh, a, a progressive, appropriate flow of order. Um, and I think you know we've we've been fortunate that we've been able to to uh efficiently uh with a good uh you know economy of time and effort uh, avoid avoid you know avoid any unnecessary issues that could have came up and uh, stayed positive and kept a kept a good group flow and and uh And kept everybody, you know, working working together to uh, to to move forward. So, yeah, as I was saying last night, that I definitely want people to feel like it's our studio, and I don't feel it was presumptuous at all for the guy from Greensboro that brought all of his writing. You know, he he hijacked that couple of weeks would be one way of saying it to me it was wonderful contribution 
You know, I don't have an agenda other than a base. We're prepared to do a base thing. And then when our other friend comes in like he did last night, that's not presumptuous at all. That is, both of them were were inspired and just showing, expressing their talent and sharing with peers and fellow enthusiasts. I, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's what I've been looking to do all along. I wish we could keep it going when the lease is up. Don't know that we will. I, I certainly won't be flipping the bill like I did this time. I gotta buy a house. Yeah, you do. But uh, you know, at to that point, like I I said to the one friend, it was uh, you know, we're a democracy, but decisions will get made, and yeah, I will circle the the OGs and we will, you know, administer, uh, I guess we're chair people of sorts. A few of us are anyway. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely say the, 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 I don't call it a founders club, but just a, you know, yeah, just what happened to the, the structuralists. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I, I, cause I, I live stream a lot of those. I'm obviously there, there's some today. I probably should check, uh, with, the uh, NC Senate and NC house, but, uh, it's fascinating that, and obviously, you know, figure quotes, you don't know what you don't know. And obviously the more, I would hope. I mean, it's not the same with everybody, but I feel like I feel like one key component of maybe emotional intelligence would just be that the more you know, the more you it's a, it's a series of triggers to let you know that you the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Right. Um and uh they last uh I think, you know, in Winston, it's the, uh, let me pull it up so I say the exact right thing. In the greater Forsyth County area, the city council in that area meets, um, I think, the first and third Monday of the month, and they'll have public comments afterwards, you know, where people get up and say stuff. And uh, the, I think they were talking about something about uh, not, I wouldn't say public housing, but like rent controlled two buildings, the, uh, the city owns and they're making some upfits on and they got established with a property managed somebody to a third party to manage the properties that was not the city, which obviously is a smart thing to do, you know? Um, but it was just interesting. Interesting is a good word that the people that were getting up and pitching the biggest fit about it whatever was going on, I could understand the points, like the bullet points of what they were saying, but it's almost like they were intentionally, uh, ignoring 
what's a nice way to say this? Yeah, intentionally making themselves ignorant of anything having to do with real estate practice in the state of North Carolina, basic economics, basic economic trends, base of base anything kind of related to actually keeping the power on and paying the bills. And it was, uh, and, and one guy got up who I guess is engaged in some, I mean, we're pretty aggressively progressive people, but I mean, this one guy stood up who I think is trying to put together this communist. Uh, and again, I'm a, I'm a very progressive person, but, um, basically telling the people in Winston that uh, they were doing a bad job because in San Francisco, they do this, you know, and in other larger cities, they do this, ignoring the facts that those, you're comparing things that are not comparable, realistically, and for, for any number of reasons. But uh, uh, but somehow that made me think of of I was just really impressed watching people sit there and have no response and just listening to stuff like that and to be able to, uh, I mean, they didn't have to lean into the punch because the people just kept going, but it was just, it was just interesting. And, um, cause I think people don't understand the amount of work that goes into public service and that it's right. And that it's not, a to some degree you do have to be a glutton for punishment to sign up to do it uh as with anything that involves a leadership capacity role but um but i think that's uh, to contrast it um to uh i i feel fortunate that you know we we have a great group of folks and we've you know any any situation that's you know potentially potentially existed was handled efficiently effectively politely um and and just that it main, we've maintained an amazing group dynamic and you know that that's welcoming and encouraging and and you know uh authentically inclusive so so i hear you i hear you yeah, but boom works hard work boom works hard work no no wonder you met your wife when you were you were doing boom work boom works hard work People think boom work is not hard work. They don't know what they're talking about. It is very nuanced, and uh, it really makes you understand how sound bounces off of things and how sound travels in the environment. It, uh, it's, I mean, I like it. I just don't want to hold the pole anymore. Oh, for sure. But I, oh, sure. I, I always think... Times I've had to do it, like I, 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 you know, I don't know if it was just my my mindset, or I just could, you know, I, physically it was always more difficult for me because people would do like long takes or they'd want to like do a lot of tests, and and my and plus I I can't hear pitch necessarily with you know notes or music or anything, so I I couldn't I mean other other than hearing when something's kind of clear I couldn't. Couldn't tell you. Um, but that's the other thing. To get people plugged into the idea 
you know, that, that, that all of the, these jobs are specific and they are intricate and there are multiple components to, to, uh, at a baseline and to be able to do them efficiently and effectively as a, as a developed skill set that's acquired over time and, and through doing. But, well, with, with boom work, you can't get bored with it. You're standing there and you're just holding your arms up and you're like, oh my God, I want to adjust. And the second you do, it's uh, odds are you're going to make a rattle and you you just, you got to have the same commitment to it that you do to, to the rest of it. Uh, I don't know why people don't think sound is so pivotal, but uh, I always thought it was. It, it, you hear things, I don't know, have you ever been somewhere just utterly quiet? Yeah, yes. So throughout your daily life, as soon as sound gets off, you notice, though you're not paying attention. You don't actively pay attention to sound. It it calls out to you. Uh, it might be the nature of how things travel through time and space, but there is that component of, okay, sound changed. And you turn your head and you're trying to pinpoint it. And, and so when you're watching a show, if you don't match that environment, then it's off way off sound design is crucial it uh and, and we'll be stressing that in the weeks to come for sure there i have a decent grasp of theory 101 on building the sound scope so yeah we'll, we'll do that did you did you feel the mics you were using when you operated the the gear were they adequate? As as an on-camera performer? No, no. If you were, you said you worked sound before. Oh, I, I did, but I was so ignorant at the time. I mean, I was so, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, that was, right. you know, and I'll absolutely, if, if I'm aware that that's the case, I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, no, I just, I didn't know. Because I and just recalling back when this would have been, um, and this was not with y'all, you or any. This is years ago. I just feel like people put the emphasis and value because I was not aware of the emphasis and value of it. But people put the emphasis and value on uh, on on screen people director, AD, and then, you know, maybe a, a costumer or makeup person. And the importance of sound was not, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a slow learner sometimes, but I just felt like it was not communicated to me in a way that I had a, enough of even a basic understanding of it, just the, where my movements were. I mean, obviously, you know, where the mic is close, keep it out of shot, but, you know, be close or whatever. But um, 
Yeah, my experience was that, uh, I mean, reflecting back now, was that I just didn't know enough to, to do it correctly. I mean, obviously I did it correctly, but it's not because I knew what I was doing. Well, sometimes it's as simple as hitting the record button and, you know, I mean, it really is. It's not like working a camera where you got to worry about focus and all that kind of stuff. There are levels you set and things of that nature, but you're not going to be making too many adjustments on the fly. You know, if you got a nice enough mixer, you can turn knobs and stuff like that. And that's great. Uh, but for the most part, well, I wanted to throw this in. When you're working with a director that doesn't care about sound, I at first it ignore, uh, annoyed me tremendously because I knew that no, ma no matter how beautiful the, act, the acting was or the shot was, it was just going to be shit. Uh, then it just reached a point to where, okay, I'll just hit the button. And I, I remember one director, uh, there was problems and I wanted him to listen, you know, just put the headphones on. And they were like, nee, 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 nee. and uh, so I just stopped putting the headphones on. And they're like, why aren't you wearing headphones? Because it doesn't matter. Anyway, I don't work with them anymore. Yeah. yeah, we'll be, you know, we talked about this a long time ago. We will be, uh, do it right, or it just never sees the light of day. Do it right, or there's no light. And I don't care if it takes us 200 takes. You know, I, I just don't, there'll be stuff we do that doesn't matter. You know, plenty of that. Like last night, ultimately, that is what it is, and, and it's fine. But uh, I when we're doing something that has our name on it, that we're doing with intent, I'd rather never put it out there than uh, than to have it look bad or sound bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we last would... night was a blast. Yeah, no, yeah, last have, night have was you, phenomenal. And I have think you seen your uh, performance yet? Did he send you a link to it of the 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 super the superhero thing? Yeah, he did. I I mean I'm my I say I'm my own worst critic or whatever. I can understand how it would be funny. I don't think if other if other people think that it's funny i'll go with it like I, I i believed in what i was doing at the time so i believed in my work but uh i felt a lot more and and maybe this is i mean clearly this is my insecurity but i i felt a lot more comfortable about what i was doing with um the like the sketch the saturday night live style sketch where I played the, the weight right. staff. I really well, enjoyed I mean, that. Yeah. If you're looking for some kind of polished, great you performance out of a 10 second bit, you're reaching a little bit. It was fine. It was, it was funny. You did it just the way it needed to be done. Uh, 
there wasn't a whole lot of time to uh to finesse that role uh so yes it is you it is only you it was funny <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i mean i you knew it was funny it was when wrong. it happened but but i'm you know i i don't like uh and that's that's a part of the reason I wanted a few weeks to get ready for this photo shoot we're going to do is because I really wanted time. Again, we're our own worst critic. I really wanted time to try to recraft my my instrument. Um, but but then you know, obviously thinking about it more that the idea that this character would be to, for this photo shoot would be would not be pleasant. And that if something is something it doesn't have to work to be that thing uh because it just exists as it is um so there's going to be a whole lot of cringe worthy uh, products coming out of us that we will be putting out there uh as a a yardstick and a beacon, you know, um, a lot of things we're not going for perfection on. We're doing them to, uh, we're drill. It's, they're drills, you know. Yeah. It it. There's just no way that we have enough people with enough experience to not do drills and and not do uh, less than stellar products uh, productions, but still be proud of them. And they'll have their moments. They're all going to have their moments and that'll be enough, you know, and uh, that will allow us to produce real stuff. So we're good. Yeah. I would say last night was definitely, I think, an excellent uh, preview of that we can crank out solid demo reels and sizzle. I mean, obviously, sizzle reel would be pre-existing footage to cut together, but like demo reels and audition pieces. Um, I'd say that was one... And obviously, a lot of that depends on the person on screen doing their doing their job um, and making bold choices. Well, I guess maybe I should be proud that it, it there, you know there were no half measures or I mean I think at least the thing we were talking about about the you know the Crimson Crusader or whatever that it was uh, specific choices and obviously that's the key to good acting is thoughtfulness and intentionality and specific choices and not being safe. So clearly I was not being safe in that and what I was doing. Um, but, uh, but I, but I think it was really good. Just the, the setup and the, and the vibe. And did you say green screen? Um, that definitely could, could be a, an exceptional place for artists you know whether whether they're starting out or whether they're they've been in for a while and just need some new need some new content 
um, for the you know demo reels, IMDb audition pieces, Southern casting call, or whatever whatever websites they're on backstage. Uh, uh, but also, I think good you know for um, for other projects uh, to work on, but also for um, um, and something we definitely need to talk more about probably off the show. But uh, just putting together to just do commercials, you know, whether it's for law firms, doctors, offices, uh, real estate right. people, that kind of thing. I think that's just to get a good system in place for that, I think it could could do very well. Because based on, you know, just what we did last night with some folks who had never done it before, I think we had, you know, we, we created content and you know and obviously for a lot of first-time folks who were kind of doing stuff behind the scenes but they but they got it they understood that the setup takes a long time and that you know setup and technical adjustments might be 85 or 90 percent of the time you spend and your only actual the stuff you're shooting might be you know 10 or 15 percent so so yeah last night was just just a, just a, an amazing well the last few weeks whether it was bringing in Shakespeare to the dialogue and expanding into larger right, pieces. Right. And um, uh, our friend from Greensboro that brought, brought over a lot of his original writing. I think just about everything people have brought into class that was original stuff, they were really gifting it to us because it just, it was, I don't think we read anything that wasn't good. And some of it was really, really good. Um, the thing your wife wrote was exceptional, and I hope we can go back and revisit that at some point. Um, and then uh, the guy that wrote the piece about the serial killer, that was phenomenal. Um, yeah, just tons of, again, the whole thing, half the reason that they, they uh, <laughs> uh, had to part, part ways of that film festival, that there's an exceptional amount of talent here that goes underutilized and unrecognized. Um, and, and, you know, things we talked about before, that, uh, which kills me. I mean, if anybody pays attention to anything that is going on in the North Carolina legislature, they, they have this, you know, want to tout themselves as being involved with uh, policies that help to facilitate business development. And all they're doing with a lot of stuff they've tried to, you know, pass and put on the floor and vote on in the last few weeks has just been, I would call it, say that they're human rights violations, but I don't know, but they're just basically telling people, if you don't look like us, talk like us, pray like us, we don't want you in North Carolina. Your the females in your family aren't safe. Anybody who's not a, a straight white person's not safe. I mean, it's just nonsense stuff that's just going to kill business, kill investment, you know, anybody with a conscience, forget if they went to college or grad school or they're a CEO of a company, if they had a company that wanted to bring here and they cared about their daughters, why would you want to invest millions of dollars uh, and move your family to a place where your daughter might be forced to have a baby? You know what I mean? So... And it, yeah, the veto just happened. So it looks like a 12-week abortion ban is hitting North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. He vetoed it on Saturday, and they came back and overrode it um, Monday or, or yes, yesterday. Today's 
Yeah, Wednesday the, the 17th, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm, I just, it's, you know, again, the same thing that I always talk about, the people ignore, but I'm like, y'all, open your minds a little bit more. Be aware of, you know, unintended consequences. You know, I mean, at some point, they are the consequences, you know, and they are intended. I mean, things you got to think about, you know, some, uh, I don't remember who it was, but somebody on YouTube that would do a lot of, they were probably conspiracy videos, a lot of them, but, you know, that I used to watch years ago. But one thing you would say, which is true, was when you see on the, the warning labels on the side of the, of the medicine you take, or when you see in the, in the commercials, you know, those aren't side effects. Those are the effects. Um, right. And so just, just heads up, you know, North Carolina, EDP and C, NCEDA, Chamber of Cotton, North Carolina, uh, Department of Commerce, local commerce, economic development organizations, all these people, just be prepared. All these things have consequences and you know when the same thing with the with the bathroom bill um that happened several years ago that killed our film industry and and created billions of dollars in revenue for the state of georgia um which may or may not have been a, a conspiracy between the kathy family that owns chick-fil-a and certain people in the north carolina legislature to send all the business down to uh Georgia, where the Kathy family was involved in uh, building uh, properties that were used for film, uh, the film industry down there. But uh, you know, I think that well, you, you've well, everybody's seen them. They have all the signs about NC Works, you know, job placement things and all that. If when you when you implement these laws, NC doesn't work. North Carolina doesn't work for the people. It doesn't work for business. And uh, at some point, if they keep enacting all these things, you know, unless unless AI and the machines, you know, do take over, um, not only will, will new business not want to invest in North Carolina, existing industry probably would move out. You know, there's a huge... Uh, talking point that obviously certain certain news outlets and certain people didn't want to talk about but uh you know rising high school seniors and i guess juniors too when they all these you know uh, female students who start looking for colleges to go to how many of them are going to stop applying for school in states where they feel like their health and safety is at risk if something happens to them uh how soon you know, North Carolina and a lot of these states say, well, we have an exception for rape. Well, what, what other things are they going to try to implement to make somebody prove they were raped? Yeah, they're going to, people are going to get blamed. Like, you know, everyone has a right to sleep with whoever they want to. Uh, I believe if you're in a committed relationship, you should tell the other person that you're, you're leaving that commitment first but still it is very much people going to be with who they want to be with kind of sort of as long as they both agree to it and all that stuff um that's fine but if 
the term date rape, which is just rape, just like, you know, systemic racism is racism. Uh, but a lady goes out on a date, which is perfectly reasonable, and she gets assaulted. And what if the guy gave fake name, what, whatever, she can't get an abortion and she gets desperate, then uh, does she blame someone else? Well, at, at, well, absolutely that. But just if it was a finger quotes, I mean, it would be targeted, obviously, to some degree. But if it was just a, a person, female, you know, walking home and was assaulted, um, or or whatever. But if 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 the qualifier is rape, how many people, aside from the fact that it, obviously it's horrible and it should never happen, um, but if she's you know being pressured by her family not to have this baby, all this, and then it, and then the, the family makes her start trying to accuse people. Yeah, you know, if if knowing these scumbags, they'll be like, "Oh, you claim you got raped." Well, you didn't go to the police that night. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, and then you got you know, every, all forms of people do horrible things. So maybe a woman blames an innocent guy of rape when it was consensual. That happens all the time. Um, you know, well, not all the time, but far too often, just like rape happens far too often because once on either way is too often. But uh, it really does complicate things. And they don't even, I don't know. Well, and since none of us. How that yeah. got, I, I, you know, like it's, it's unconstitutional. Uh, other religions have abortion so it can't be a religious exemption um <clears throat> meaning christians don't get a right to say it's against religion just their religion but you know we can we can claim america is not a christian state all we want to but clearly it acts as one it functionally is one Yeah, well, and, you know, I mean, the same thing with uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, that they just put the under God part in there, you know, in the 50s as a, as a propaganda tool against uh, communist Russia. Uh, which is always, yeah. now especially when people, obviously Trump loves uh, loves uh, Vladimir Putin, but, uh, but it's funny now that people want to, I don't know if they want to, well, because they always flip-flop and talk out of both sides of their mouth, but are you, I mean, obviously America's built on the idea of otherizing people and always having to have enemies and, you know, valid, you know, always being against, you know, trying to find people, you know, you know, that somehow America became, you know, the Karen of the world. Um you know, that always wants to speak to the manager and then the manager explains it to them and then they pitch an even bigger fit. But, um, um, but it's, you know, funny because obviously now the Russia, you know, has been ran by oligarchs and multi-billionaires for years. And, um, is, is, 
is that now why why the American right is in love with Russia? What what exactly? Um, I mean, other than you know that they that they don't think about things fully out. Did you see? Uh, I think it just dropped yesterday, and it was pretty funny. Um, Josh Hawley, who gave the uh, hand salute to the January 6th uh, insurrectionists, you know, the uh, junior senator from Missouri, just dropped a book. Yes, he dropped a book called, what was it called? Something about manhood, because he's super butch. If you've seen him running through the Capitol away from the January 6th rioters, he saluted, you see how butch he is. But, um, it's called manhood. Maybe it's just called manhood. I thought it was called something else that manhood was one of the words. But that is, you know, I mean, obviously, and I think the, the Surgeon General's office or somebody just came out the other day and started talking about the, the idea that uh, one of the main... Uh, uh, mental health issues threatening Americans right now, which it has been for years probably and ramped up during COVID was uh, the idea of loneliness, um, which I think is something people can work through if they work hard enough. I mean, I, but, you know, I'm can, not here to throw down a gauntlet or down a hill about that, but. Um, hey, all you lonely people, get over it. Yeah, lonely people, we're here for you. And guess what? Loneliness and being alone are not the same thing. You have autonomy over your life and you have the right to make choices. And they should be the right choices, beneficial choices to help other people and to help yourself. You know, loneliness and or being alone and not being alone is very much like being a morning person or a night person. You know, they have their own energies. They have their own ups and downs and, uh, they they both can be equally rewarding. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. Um, but I think that's the problem where this stuff like uh, that his book came out, this his book on you know manhood, and it's like it completely misrepresents, or I think it misrepresents, but I'd say probably more specifically speaks to negative aspects that have traditionally been associated with what has been called masculine behavior and negative behaviors. And so instead of showing people that they, who in this case happen to be men predominantly, that instead of showing them, you have a choice to be considerate, you have a choice to be kind, you have a choice to have a choice to engage people in a proactive way. You have a choice to find value in, leadership through service and to help other people and invest in your community. But, uh, you know, but instead you have this, like with, uh, what was his face? And Andrew Tate, that gives saunas and, and working out a bad name. Um, that there are people that have, you know, again, in this case, we're talking about men, obviously everybody needs help, but specifically because they're addressing this, that, Lonely people, again, in this case, men, who are have conditioned themselves to think that they're trapped on the internet or in their 
parents' basement or wherever it is, or in, you know, online gaming portals or whatever. And it's like, and, and books like this and people like Josh Hawley actively work to, to foster resentment and hatred towards well i'd say a lot towards people that have worked past that and aren't like that <clears throat> and people that have found value in their life well, that, that's what it is yeah it, everyone like that is appealing to the guy that isn't getting the girl of his dreams and you know it, it's a lot easier to hear oh you deserve this Instead of, oh, you don't deserve this because whether you like it or not, winning the genetic lottery uh, is a free pass to a lot of people, whether they be male or female or whatever. Uh, Good-looking people have it easier. It, it just That's just the way it is. And if you don't have a personality... That's two strikes, man. And in this game of baseball, there's only two strikes. Uh, That's why I had to develop some form of personality because this face. You keep saying that. You're a handsome cat. I think you're really throwing yourself under the bus about that. I I politely disagree. But but I think it's it's not the idea about deserve or don't deserve. I think it's telling them. And yes, genetics well, play some. Well, uh, I, I was going to. I'm finish, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to finish go the point. Ahead. You know, no matter uh, no matter what you say or what whatever my wife says, who is delusional, calling me her Jeffrey Dean Morgan slash George Clooney, uh, there's a certain percentage of of people that will be attracted to you that you are also attracted to, and it may take work and effort to meet them but they're out there you just have to be social and you have to uh have something to friggin offer man and what guys like like uh anyone that is against a woman's right to get divorced or a woman's right to date as many people as she chooses uh those guys are simply pandering to desperate uh, regressed individuals that need to hear just the opposite it, it is being a nice guy isn't saying milady and opening doors there can still be you know barking dog in you uh you can still stand up for your needs as long as your needs aren't intrusive. And I don't think men get enough of uh, the the concept of you don't have to be a stupid idiot, Andrew Tate, alpha male, want to be moron with your Oakleys and, you know, you, that you're appealing to your bros not to women when you do that now i'm certain you know like i said there's going to be some women out there that love that about a guy uh but 
you better hope you're good looking as well because you're just not going to pull somebody you're interested in. It is a lot easier for somebody with personality and character to have somebody in their life long term than it is for a much better looking person to have somebody long term that is of value. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So as well, long as that good looking person isn't a douchebag, uh you know, just a the default I'm the man mentality. Uh that's that's great if you're living in a cave and the saber toothed tiger is uh at the door. Yeah, well I think it's and I and and I'm pretty sure we agree on most of that, but I would definitely say that it, the same thing that it has to be earned. I would I'm a lot more uh understanding about people that might that I wouldn't call it a sense of entitlement. I'd call it a, a, an awareness of achievement. But also with people uh, yeah, that achieve you're it. You're going to find yeah. You're going to find the people that bother have better results. And then, you know, the whole concept of, but I deserve it because, you know, whatever. Those people are just small inside, and then they entrench themselves into being incels and neckbeards and alpha mills and all that other garbage. There's nothing wrong with bravado. It can be fun. It can be sexy. It can be, you know, enjoyable. Uh but when it is your personality, that is not going to be very engaging. Right. Well, I definitely say when it's... And, uh, and there's, go ahead. There's been... Uh, I was reading this like two days ago. Uh, that Gen Z women are, are, so, are single in, in record numbers. Because they're simply not accepting men who are incomplete. If you don't know how to wash clothes, cook food, iron, clean, do all that stuff, then why wouldn't you get picked over? Who wants to be your mommy? You know, and, and, and we're, we're certainly talking traditional. Uh, the, the majority of people are... Uh, straight and have traditional relationships. Not that traditional is necessarily better or anything. Everybody can do what the hell they want. Uh, but women need to know how to turn a wrench. Women need to know how to do guy things to an extent. Everybody needs to be prepared to live self-sustained and alone. Even if you're not. To me, that's sexy as hell. Even as a child, I, I wanted to be that person. That's why by the time I was 10, you know, I could cook. I was making homemade biscuits and sausage gravy and all that stuff. As soon as I could. I think you need to do a cooking show just where you re where you reach out to that audience. Dude, 
I would love to absolutely do that. Uh, cooking shows, uh, man, that's a whole nother, a whole nother show talking about how I'll be reading the document, right? And I'm fairly technical and I can read something that a white sheet that is well done and 1000% can do it because anybody should be able to read the instructions and do what a properly documented process that it should be doable. But they'll get to the point to where uh, they'll just say something vague. Okay, we'll get the settings right and then click this. And then it won't tell you what the settings are. So what I would want to do is uh, just build that library of how to cut an onion, how to cut an onion this way, that way. And then you just insert that. And as you're doing more complicated recipes, you pause the video and go to the, to the tutorial. But yeah, I've definitely got a plan about a cooking show for YouTube. I just need that house so I can get a kitchen worth filming. I'm now. ready to go. Let me know. Let me know. We'll make it happen. Yeah, man. You know, I saw one on your favorite website. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes. That, uh, that just dropped in price, and there's got to be something wrong with it if it hadn't been sold already. That's the only thing I can think. Well, message me the address, and I'll let you know. It is uh, 2112 Rush Street. R-U-S-E. I'm lying. That's a record by the band Rush. Okay, I was about to say. All right. Um, I'll send it to you right now. Outstanding. What is uh? What would you? What's the opposite of that? In sitting. In sitting. Well, dude, you know, I used to play kickball uh, back when I was still drinking beer, which was so. No, God, it was probably what year was this? It was probably 10 years ago was the last time I played like city league soft or uh, kickball and it was a blast, but it was a big party, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, it, it was cool, you know, especially cause you know, drinking culture is big and all that. Um, obviously it's not my, my jam now, but you know, for obviously for a while, cause everything's cool till it's not cool. But, um, uh, but, uh, oh, but I remember what we, we, there was a guy on our team who I guess was, uh, and I'm not shaming people who have been in jail, but, um, he had had a lot of anger issues and all this. And he, uh, would slow, he would, he would always want to pitch and he would slow roll the ball, but then he would walk up as close as he could catch it and then throw the ball as hard as he could to try to hit people in the face. Which is not nice. And uh, did you try to kick him in the face with the ball? <clears throat> well, we were on the same team, so no, that situation never presented itself. Um, <clears throat> but then he got in two fights, two games in a row, and they finally kicked him out of the league. But back to your earlier question about what's the opposite of outstanding was uh, we were trying to come up with team names, and uh, I loved you know Digital Underground and Humpty Dance is my go-to uh, karaoke jam. And, uh, so I was, so, so one of my names I came up with was, uh, analog above ground. 
and a log above ground. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can be analog kid, which is a song by Rush. Um, I was trying to be a smart aleck the other day, and instead of predicting, I said, uh, postdict, like predicting the past, and that's an actual word. So when Go- I was saying it in the Google Translate or Google Dictator or whatever the voice to text, and it came up as a word, I'm like, holy crap, that's actually a word. Okay, I'm looking at this. I don't, I, and I haven't looked at pictures inside the, the, the house yet, but I think location might be an issue that people have had. Uh, it's a great location. Well, I'm saying like if, if on the two or three days a year, we might get iced in or it wouldn't affect you as much because I think you're a very prepared person. Um, but I think because the way the streets are that where it is on, it's like a street off of a street off of a street that I think some people think they might be trapped. You know what I'm saying? That's perfect for me because I don't want cars driving. Well, then you, then it'd be perfect for you. Um, and it's right in the middle of everything. Yeah. Let me, um, I mean, I, I love houses like this. Um, that is very much the style of house. I want a nice brick. I love, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're simpatico on that. I love that stuff. Um, and, the, you know, the the floor's bad. In these, the, the kitchen floor is heinous. I mean, there's some dated the elements. Cabinets. Yeah, there's some dated elements. Yeah. The cabinets are all right, though. Um, it looks like they got new flooring. I wonder if it's any quality. But it dropped 15 grand. And in the today's market, these houses were selling within minutes. Yeah, I think maybe yeah, also it looks like it's fantastic. on septic, and uh, they don't seem to have a record about uh, up to date data about that. So that might be part of the issue. But uh, yeah, we can we can uh, if y'all want to go look at it in the next couple of days, we can schedule a showing. Uh, yeah. Um, let's do that, but we'll talk awesome. about that when we're not on the air. Yes. Though we're not on air now, we are on record. We're trapped. We're trapped. Oh man, we crossed. We crossed the threshold. We did, and I got to go shower and go to work because there was a storm last night, and I predict that there's going to be a lot of rebooting of label printers. It's very possible. It's very possible. It, it is. I predict I'm going to find some suspenders, right, but uh, yeah, so seven o'clock, and I'm going to email him about the shoot and. and figure something out hey what kind of suspenders are you going to get don't keep me in suspense no too late later